You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm Tone DeShields II, and I'm joined by our Eagles insider, John McMullen, from Jacob Sports and also from SI.com. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to comment below, especially if you're watching this after the fact. Everybody can't watch it live. Some people got kids. Some people got jobs. Anything can possibly happen that could prevent you from being in this live chat. So you can always double back and watch the live stream on your own time on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Make sure you guys smash that like button as well, and make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel and check out more content from John on jacobsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B-sports.com and on SI.com as well. John, my friend, how are you doing today? Uh, I heard a lot of changes uh, came your way. Yeah, Eagles uh, moved up. Uh, practice was originally scheduled, uh, I should say Eagles and Browns, since it's a dual joint practice. So they both make decisions. Uh, they moved it up. It was scheduled to be at five. They moved it all the way up to 145 to beat some uh, potential thunderstorms that were predicted uh, for South Philadelphia. And uh, boy, it was a hot and steamy one. You could tell storms are coming because it was humid. It was hot. It was humid. And it got chippy for the first time in the summer. 
and the Eagles really answered uh, from what I would call a lackluster D1. They put a beat down on the Cleveland Browns today to the point where oof, some of the Cleveland uh, reporters I was sitting with said uh, the uh, the Browns had no energy, no juice. They seemed content on their performance from day one, and the Eagles were the exact opposite. I think they were a little bit embarrassed by how they performed, and they just they just took them to the woodshed today. Yeah, I was. It made me think back to what you said uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, about how the the practice sessions were, you know, really close. It could have been a coin flip day, 51, 49, so on and so forth. It wasn't as if either team ran away with it. So, you know, for me, at least, I, I, I really wonder why the Browns would be so satisfied with their performance yesterday when it was really closer than what they probably realized. Well, the Browns have a lot of talent. I talked about a lot of talented players, but they haven't had success yet, really, at the level. The Eagles have kind of a swagger about them, you know, coming off an NFC championship season mm. and, and all the success they had. They kind of think of themselves as a good team. Right. The Browns aren't there yet from that perspective. So I think they're like, well, you know, we handled – one of the best teams in the NFL, you get that sort of air of content. Uh, that's what the Browns writer said. I kind of got the same feeling. Now, you know, the guy who dominated basically day one, Miles Garrett didn't didn't uh, work in team drills, so that played into it as well. Uh, he completely, if he could, you know, people, you call defensive players game wreckers. He was a practice wrecker uh, in day one. He wasn't out there in team drills, so that affects things as well. But from the Eagles perspective, um, yeah, they were just, they were just juiced up because they were not happy the way they performed, uh, particularly offensively. Um, I, I, I don't think the Eagles defense was bad at all on day one. And they've actually, you know, they had back to back pretty good efforts, um, which is a positive sign. Uh, but the offense really struggled uh in day one and they picked it up uh today okay let's stay there then right you know i, I want to get into both sides of the ball but let's let's stay with offense here right you know i i was hearing that you know like you said the Eagles pretty much dominated the day um but you know jalen hurts and aj brown the connection continues to you know you know rare its beautiful head and on top of that Devontae smith just appears to just continue to be giving guys problems so uh, walk us through your observations uh, on the offensive side of the ball for the Philadelphia Eagles and how they were able to manipulate and take advantage of the lackluster effort by the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it was a lot of red zone work today, and the Eagles were were pretty effective. Um, you know, A.J. had a uh, – you know, he drew a defensive pass interference on uh, uh, Emerson, one of their cornerbacks, and then he beat him on a fade, sort of a, a 50-50 throw the ball up, sort of that A.J. is so dominant at uh, – so he was successful on that. Um, uh, and and Kenny Gainwell continues to be effective uh, running the football inside the red zone. I've talked about him being the guy in high leverage situations, red zone, backed up, two-minute, hurry up, things like that. That continued today. He's been uh, really effective. Um, 
even the second team with Marcus Mariota's really found something with uh, Tyree Cleveland uh, dating back to the the preseason game at Baltimore. They had a, a, a touchdown on a fade pattern that just ignited the Eagles sideline. Uh, they were going nuts. It was a great catch by Cleveland. Uh, and then it was, uh, you know, sort of a down eight situation. So the Eagles had to go for two. And Mariota went right back to Tyree Cleveland again on a quick out pattern. They converted to two-point conversion as well. Uh, so, you know, both the first team and the second team, far more effective. Uh, and Landa Dickerson didn't practice today. Um, um, you know, he got banged up yesterday. Lane Johnson took some time off a little bit. He's fine, but um, – Jack Driscoll was out there for at least a few reps. I saw him out there at right tackle. Um, and I think the, the Eagles offensive line specifically um, was not happy with the way they performed uh, against Cleveland on day one. And they really ramped it up, even who, though. Who filled it for uh, Landon Nickerson? Uh, Sue Opata got the start, so to speak. And Josh Shills sort of mixed in as well. Okay. Um so, but Landon is fine. He was out there watching. It's not a serious injury. Um, the injury, probably the biggest injury we didn't know about, Hassan Reddick hurt his thumb. He's going to be out for a while. Um, and, you know, arguably maybe the rest of the summer, um, the Eagles say, don't worry about it. He's not going to miss any regular season time. But it sounds like, uh, he's going to be out of practice for at least a, a little while. Um, and he talked to us for a long time yesterday. He didn't seem in any obvious pain uh, with the thumb, but evidently. Is, is it his right or his left? Which Don't know. Okay. Evidently, they found something. Um, uh, so, you know, they'll just take care of it and expect him for week one. Uh, as far as we, but I wouldn't, you know, they're going to be sea Eagles in general. They're going to be extra cautious. And and the silver lining to that is you get more reps for Nolan Smith uh, as a young player. And even Jalen Carter, the one thing about Sean Desai, he keeps unveiling these, these, I don't want to call them exotic looks, but uh, curveball looks. Uh, for the second straight day, had Jalen Carter lining up outside at times. Um, he had James Bradbury in the slot and Zach McPherson outside at corner um, throw a little curveball. Um, all all the safeties rotating in. Uh, Reed Blankenship, by the way, I'm calling this the summer of Reed Blankenship. He had two more interceptions today. He intercepted Deshaun Watson three times over the two practices. He's just been tremendous. There were there's so many stars on that field. Um, you know, from Miles Garrett, I talked about to you know all the Eagles stars, but you know, from from Cleveland's perspective, they have a bunch of uh, star players as well. And Bree Blankenship's been one of the best players on the field, arguably the second best. I'm giving Miles the still the top because he was just outrageous but um he's been unbelievable but next to him the eagles justin evans got first team reps 
Kayvon Wallace got first team reps. Terrell Edmonds continues to get the first. Uh, he starts sort of. And Sidney Brown. Four players. But Reed Blankenship never leaves. What what have you been seeing differently from a Reed Blankenship now in comparison to when he first got here last season? You know, remember he was undrafted out of Middle Tennessee State. Safety you. <laughs> uh, shout out to Kevin Byer with the Tennessee Titans. Um, but, you know, a, a guy like him, you don't really see – and that's not to say undrafted guys can't really make a name for themselves in this league, but he's beginning to come along rather quickly. And on top of that, you're clearly saying that this defensive staff has a lot of trust in him. So by your estimation, what are you seeing differently – from a Reed Blankenship in comparison to his first training camp with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2022 up until now in 2023. Well, he was, as you mentioned, he, he didn't, he didn't get any reps at joint practices. Like the third string guys, they're playing in the preseason game on Thursday night. That's where they're playing. The first and second team are getting all the reps in, in these practices. Um, and that's, you know, how the Eagles have set it up, how the Browns have set it up, and they're going to play a bunch of the third-string guys. Reed last year, you know, he was fighting for the 53rd spot on the roster. He was a third-string guy um, for the entirety of the summer. So you didn't even get to see him. Got to see him when C.J. Gardner-Johnson got hurt in season, and behind the scenes he had slowly worked his way up he passed Kayvon Wallace on the depth chart. And when they needed somebody, uh, Denard Wilson, uh, secondary coach at the time, said, nope, we're playing Reed. Reed deserves to play. So he had worked his way up incrementally. Sometimes the NFL misses. I covered John Randall for years. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He, he, he wasn't drafted when the draft was 12 rounds long. 12 rounds, they missed him. Because he was undersized. Um, with Reed, you know, he 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 put he was a five-year starter in college. And he's played a lot of football. He's very smart. He understands how to play. He's always in the right position. And he's making plays on on Deshaun Watson uh consistently. Um He's a good football player. And that we're going to have the same discussions we had about TJ Edwards. Well, he's undrafted. He's undrafted. They missed. They missed. And I'm talking about the NFL in general. And by the way, the Eagles missed too. They they spent five grand. Now they deserve credit. But even last year, if you look at the undrafted class, they gave a ton, 300 grand to Carson Strong. They gave five grand to Reed Blankenship. They didn't know. Jeez. Um, how does that math just, work? <laughs> Five grand, man. Jeez, break that down for me. Sometimes guys just need a chance, and the thing about you know undrafted guys, you might get a chance, and Reed got his, and you have to perform. You you only get one chance. If you don't perform, they're taking you right off the field and they'll bury you again. Um, and he. You know, if you go to the PFF grades last year, he was the ninth-ranked safety in the NFL. Number wow. nine. 
and and you know it wasn't a large sample size, but it wasn't a small sample size either. He played over 300 snaps, I think. Yeah, CJ was down for what four or five weeks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, I mean that's a pretty. I mean, in in the thick of a season at that, I mean that the, the it may not be it may not have been the most snaps, but they were pretty high quality reps, I would say. Yeah, and then remember at the end of the season, Abante got hurt. And instead of putting Josiah Scott back out there, they moved CJ um, to nickel corner when a nickel corner was called for, and they put Reed in at safety. Mm. Um, so they had the moving parts. So that's how well he was playing last year. And he's only gotten better. I mean, summer, summer of Reed Blankenship. You're going to start seeing 32 jerseys. Those Have you seen Kelly the- Green 32 jerseys. Have you noticed a difference in him physically, not just, you know, not just from a football IQ perspective? Because I think that's something we've always noticed about him, right? Again, always being in the right place at the right time. But have you noticed anything physically, right? Does he look quicker? Uh, is he is he um, is he uh, uh, challenging the ball carrier uh, a little quicker? Is he downhill faster? Uh, you know, uh, has he changed? Has his has his physique changed? You know, are are you seeing anything just different with him physically? No, he's always been. Um, he got here. He was really you know rock solid uh you know he was not a guy with a lot to do body he's a little bit older which number one the eagles don't like he's as i mentioned he's five-year starter but he's you know he's 24 Mm. um because he you know he played so much college ball he's you know over 200 pounds um as I said, he's 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 very cut up to begin with. Um, you know, maybe I think he ran a four four a four five five. Maybe he's improved in that aspect a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't know why he didn't get um, drafted. It's insane he didn't get drafted because he was such a a a productive player at. Middle Tennessee State. You maybe that was the maybe that was the issue right there. Maybe it's the school, man. Well, yeah, but they. You just mentioned Kevin Byard. I Touché. mean, um, do you not learn anything? You know, <laughs> he and you know, it's not like he when when he came out of high school. I was talking, you know, last year, he got some legit offers. I know uh, Tennessee was. Uh, uh, middle Middle Tennessee is where he ended up, as I said. Um, I know he had a couple Big Ten schools. I know he said Minnesota. Um, uh, there was, uh, I think, Tulane was another one. Southern Miss, not not you know top tier Alabama programs, but legit Division One big programs uh, were looking at him and. You know, he went to Middle Tennessee partially because of uh, Kevin Byard and their reputation. Um, and, you know, he <laughs> won a bunch of awards, you know, at Middle Tennessee. So he performed at the college level. Yes, it's a smaller college. And yes, even with the Kevin Byard success, people aren't going to go, oh, Let's go check out Middle Tennessee State. So that's definitely a part of it. 
but the NFL usually doesn't miss players like this. Mm. You know, it, it, it from that I mean, if you look at his measurables, you know, he's he's the Eagles. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Most impressive safety physically. Um, from a size uh, uh, weight standpoint, um, he ran a four four a four five five. I keep saying four five five, which is not terrible. Um, you know, his vertical leap was not terrible. Um, I I can't explain why. You, not only didn't he get drafted, but he only got five thousand as an undrafted free agent. I Some can't guy. explain it. Some guys literally just slip through the cracks. Um, you know, staying on the defensive side, you know, other than Reed Blankenship, you know, you know, how, you know, how, how were, how was, how was the trench play uh, today? I know, I know the defensive lines got the better of the offensive lines um, yesterday, uh, but how were things in the trenches? You know, how were guys like, you know, uh, Jalen Carter and Noah Smith and those guys, you know, who was, who well, was essentially, who uh, were some Jaylen. other standouts on the defense side of the ball, basically? Yeah, I mean the defensive line dominated again. Josh Sweat probably had he had two sacks, and I put that in quotations. He had another one today. Derek Barnett had a big rush uh, on the second Reed Blankenship inter- interception that uh, forced Deshaun Watson to hurry a little bit. Uh, Chandler Carter lit up uh, Joel Batonio's an All Pro guard. He's starting to do that consistently. Practice after practice, uh, Jalen Carter starting to show up. Joe Petonio's a multi-time All-Pro, right? Yeah, he's he's one of the best guards in the NFL. Um, That's saying something. I mean, the, yeah, the, I the, mean, the Eagles do put a lot of stock in these joint practices, right, John? So, I mean, it's something to, something to be said about that. Well, I, anybody who doubts Jalen Carter's talent hasn't seen him play. I've been saying that since day one. When you see this kid, and you saw it in the first snap, against Ben Cleveland, his ex-teammate. You know, you, Eagles fans have seen one of the best defensive tackles of the generation for many years, Fletcher Cox. He's not what he once was, but that was that was an all-decade player in his prime. All-decade. NFL mm-hmm. all-decade player. Um, and one of the best defensive players in franchise history. Fletcher Cox and I'm not saying Jalen Carter is going to be that good because there's a lot of things that come into that but I will say he's got more talent than Fletcher Cox wow he's got more talent than any defensive tackle since Aaron Donald I'm not going Aaron Donald but um, you can't block this kid is this walk, walk me through it, John? I mean, I understand he's a he, he's he's a burly kid. He's strong. He's a freak athlete. But what is he doing technically? 
that's allowing him to take advantage of all pros in this league right now. Well, I don't even think he's necessarily there technically. He's just so quick at his size and his strength. I mean, he's like a blur. Um, people can't get their hands on him. Um, just a slippery dude. He is, uh, I, people are going to be thrilled when they see him play. Um, now there's a lot of things. Conditioning has been an issue with the Georgia guys up front because they don't play a lot. Mm-hmm. Went through that with Jordan Davis. So that's part of it. We know the off the field stuff, but look, this kid would have been the first pick in the draft. He, he was regarded by most people in the NFL as the most talented player in this draft. And it wasn't particularly close with anybody else. The quarterbacks always get pushed up because they're quarterbacks. But none of those quarterbacks are close to Jalen Carter as a pure football player. The most talented pound for pound. So, so you would say pound for pound, he was the best player in this draft. Oh, yeah. Think about what happened, and he was still picked number nine. Typically, if that happens yeah, it, to somebody yes, that's else. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, that was his fall. One or two to, to nine, which is, you know, significant from a money standpoint. But somebody was going to take the kid. And, you know, the fact that the, the NFL – allowed this team to get him is astonishing to me. It will never not be astonishing. Chicago should be kicked out of the league for allowing him to to uh, get to Philadelphia. You know, I, you know, that notion is always so interesting to me because part of me agrees with you, right? Most of me actually agrees with you. But then there's this part of me that says, did Chicago doubt their – infrastructure did they doubt their team culture to like yeah like, well to, like, yeah to, to ryan they... admitted that ryan pace admitted that he admitted you know we couldn't take him but you know philadelphia has can take him they can afford it like ryan pace is going to be fired if he takes jalen carter and jalen carter does something he's out the door i i talk about it all the time so self-preservation took over that draft for the chicago bears Part of it, and part of it is, you know, it's sort of a, there's certain guys, and this is one of the advantage, how, as good as Howie Roseman is, and I talk about it all the time, and, you know, now fans are on the Howie bandwagon. They were saying some visceral things to me when I was telling them Howie was one of the best general managers in the NFL. And now it's gotten to the point where I feel I have to pull everybody back. Howie has certain advantages other GMs don't uh, have. Most GMs can't take Jalen Carter. They can't. Howie doesn't have to worry about it. If he blows up, if he does something stupid, it's going to be ugly. Don't get get me wrong. We're going to talk about it on Birds 365. We're going to talk about it here. It's going to be on Sports Talk Radio. He might get lambasted. But Jeffrey Lewis is going to chalk it up and say, all right, well, we made a mistake. Let's move on. Other guys get fired. That's the advantage um, Howie has that other, a lot of other GMs, not all, very few, probably five, count them on one hand, have the kind of job security Howie Roseman has. And that helps 
when you're doing that job. Because if you're doing that job, as I call it, if you're GMing for your job, you're probably going to make some really bad decisions. And that's why most teams have GMs GMing for their job, just like coaches, and they tend to make bad decisions. Yeah, that's why, you know, you see certain teams, they just can't seem to figure it out, you know, in the long term because they're like whoever takes the job over. And I'm not going to call out any specific teams, but, you know, when a certain GM takes over a certain team situation, he he automatically knows he has two years, maybe maybe three to show something positive. Right. When in reality, when you're when you're dealing with a team like, okay, you, you said the Chicago Bears right? a team that's been so down bad for so long. It's going to take more than just a two to three year fix, right? You know, like they, they, they're like you buy certain houses, and okay, you know, you may, maybe you got to replace the toilet, you know, maybe you got to replace a little drywall, so on and so forth. There are some people who buy legit fixer rubbers where you, no, you're not just replacing toilets, you're not just replacing you know drywall, you're replacing studs. And the Chicago Bears are a team where they needed to be ripped down at the studs, but it's impossible to do that when you don't really have the latitude. Yeah, well, and and yeah, I mean, and and Ryan hasn't earned it. I mean, that's part of it. He's a young GM, and they tend to make mistakes. But I, you know, he went into um, this draft with the worst defensive line in football, and he had an opportunity to take the best player in the draft, who happened to be a defensive lineman, not once but twice. And it's understandable you don't want to take him at number one, coming off what he did, right. But when he's going to fall to you again at number nine and you say, oh, no, thanks. Um, We're going to take Darnell Wright at number 10. We're going to – and they got something from the Eagles to move up one spot, but not much. And they end up taking Jervon Dexter in the second round, who's a defensive lineman. I mean, that's a freaking joke. That's why I make fun of the Bears. you got to be kidding me. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> sorry. Well, I, 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 I mean, you're getting a, a, a nothing against Darnell, right? But that's not a. It's a, pick. it's a, it's a safe pick. It's, it's an extremely safe pick. And... It's not a safe pick. It's a dumb pick. Wow. It's a, it's a, it's an awful pick. You know, you have the worst defensive line in football, and you have a chance to get the best defensive lineman in the draft and you go, Oh, I can't do that because I'm worried that he might get. And again, we're not talking about Al Capone. There are a lot of kids (laughs) who do a bunch of bad crap and he made a very big mistake and I'm not trying to downplay it. He made a very big mistake. Um, I mean, he wasn't, you know, like you said, he made a really big mistake, but it it wasn't like he was selling, selling crack out of his dorm room. No, (laughs) you know what I mean? He wasn't getting consistently in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. And yeah, I mean, they didn't have the balls to do it. Bottom line. And I'm looking at Ryan Poles when I say that. He, he, yeah. You got to have the courage of your convictions to succeed in that, that job. Um, yeah. But the thing is, if it doesn't work and he gets fired, he's never going to get uh, another GM job. So. It's a it's difficult to do. It's easier to be safe, but you know. 
year years down the road and and again he went on a chicago radio station and said the eagles can afford to do it i can't he admitted it he admitted it hey i re- i respect the candor i'll tell you that um before we get out of here john you know you know we uh, do you have any idea uh or i'll put it to this way after watching these two drug practices over the past couple of days do you have a, a sense or a feeling for how this preseason matchup will go from a rotation perspective, from a lineup perspective for the Philadelphia Eagles? Who do you think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to dedicate or are going to dedicate more snaps to uh, on either side of the ball? Or are there any names in particular uh, that you may have in mind that you think maybe the Philadelphia Eagles want to get some more? Why, why, why are we that? even talking about playing time? If the people haven't figured it out yet, nobody's playing. They got all their work in the joint practices. Well, I don't mean the um, – you're right, the starters, right? I'm not necessarily talking about the starters, but I'm more so talking about are there any guys in particular that you think the Eagles are more so keyed in on that they need to see more from in particular? That's not necessarily the starters. I should have probably – Well, there's, there, there's guys, you know, work – you know, fighting for roster spots. I mean – Or anybody you want to from- see, right? Anybody you want to see more from. Well, I'm interested. The only things I'm interested in are the running back situation because of what Nick said, um, and they haven't really nailed that down. Plus, they keep rotating uh, linebackers and and safeties. Um, So, you know, Reed's not going to play. Nicobe, it'll be interesting. You know, maybe they want to get him a few reps. Nicholas Morrow seems to be the first um, guy, but Zach Cunningham's coming on. Um, he's been a, he's been ahead of Miles Jack. He's making plays in practice. Um, so Zach Cunningham is interesting to me. I think he might be the starter week one next hmm. to Nicobe Dean if he continues to play like he's playing. Um. Tyree Cleveland keeps making plays, made another big play today. He's He's been um, really good to the point you got to start looking at him uh, for a roster spot because he's a good special teams player as well. And the Eagles need help there, especially with Sean Bradley being out for the year. Um, so guys like that. Uh, Justin Evans is an interesting player because – he gets first team reps and he might not even be on the, the team um, if he plays poorly in a preseason game. I guess fans will be excited to see Eli Ricks again uh, because of the pick six. To give you an example, I didn't see one rep from Eli Ricks, poor Eli Ricks, because third teamers weren't getting reps um, in these practices. It was all. Um, it was all first and second team guys. So it's going to be a big Tanner McKee uh, game and maybe a big redemption game for Ian Book. We'll see. Well, we'll see. I would love to see Tan. I would love to see Tanner again. But uh, Ian, hopefully, hopefully he can. Uh, well, he's got to play. I he, mean, he's got to play. Yeah, I mean, he. You're right. He he has to play. It's a foregone conclusion. But um, I'm definitely more thrilled to see what Tanner McKee can do in his second go around. Um, you know, playing some live action football. And All this right, is uh, why it, we got to get to the regular season because these preseason games are just getting worse and worse. And worse. <laughs> and 
man. Oh, man. Make sure you guys smash that like button and continue to stay engaged on Jacob Sports, man. We're giving you guys some pretty, pretty, pretty insightful uh, sports talk and analysis here, especially with John Ben, our Eagles insider. Um, not only for SN.com, but also for JacobSports.com as well. If you guys want more from John, check him out on JacobSports.com. He, he does great work there and also does great work on SN.com as well. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to have a lot more coming uh, for you guys as well. So, again, smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to uh, Jacob Sports as well. And if you're watching this live stream after the fact, if you can't, if you didn't, if you weren't able to catch it live, that's quite all right. You know, make sure you guys smash that like button. We appreciate you guys as well. A view is still a view. And you guys are... You guys are truly pivotal to the success of this YouTube channel, though, you know, to the power of the people. I, you know, I, I like to say that, uh, John, before we get out of here, um, any any uh, updates uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of scheduling? Um, what's coming up next for you on JacobSports.com, SI.com? What are you working on? Uh, just, you know, just give us the full rundown of what's to come for you and for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you could see my daily practice observations at SI.com. Going to write about uh, Terrell Edmonds trying to hold off uh, um, uh, Sidney Brown and, and Kayvon Wallace at that safety spot opposite uh, um, Reed Blankenship and also his sort of dual role because Terrell's the guy who uh, plays linebacker one, the Eagles used the big nickel package, which they've done quite a bit um, recently uh, in, in day one, too, against Cleveland. They played it quite a bit. In uh, the defense, by the way, pretty solid. Pretty solid against Cleveland. Um, a little surprised by that. So not the defensive line, but the back seven is held up pretty well. Reed's a big part of that, but uh, Terrell Edmonds is a big part of that as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, also, I did it, I really enjoyed your article on Jordan Davis as well. I meant to bring that up uh, earlier uh, about him having that imposter syndrome. Um, that's That was a pretty fascinating read. Um, so, yeah, uh, once again, John, I always appreciate the work you do, man. You do tremendous work um, out there, you know, covering the Philadelphia Eagles. You do, you've, been, you've been doing an amazing job for us here. Uh, at Jacob Sports. So make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. He's John McMullen. I'm your guy, Tony the Second. You guys are locked in on Football 24-7. Take care, you guys, and we'll see you next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.